0: Welcome back to the Jote Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 76. Dad, we're on our essential vacation right now at the cottage. Right.
1: We haven't watched much sports this week. No, exactly. It's been very minimal, and I felt stressed today. I had to get caught up on my <laughs> on some sports, so I have something to talk about that's relevant.
0: Yeah, we, um, we definitely didn't pay attention in a sports week that has definitely been more important, but... We've honestly kind of not disconnected from the outside world, but we've been doing a lot of chores and focused on what we're doing here. That's right. So uh, we're going to talk about the Tom Wilson thing, just kind of as much as we know. Uh, we'll talk about the NBA, just some weird coaching uh, sagas, controversies, whatever you want to call them. And uh, the MLB, we'll talk about the uh, no-hitter, some injured list guys, and uh, as always, our Yankees update. We'll do uh only a couple NFL stories and then we'll get to your your bad, your good, and you're great. Perfect. All right. So Tom Wilson, this was the huge controversy that happened the day we left. So right. I didn't hear about this until yesterday, about kind of how everything had been happening.
1: Yeah, like it always obviously this seems to have opened up a big can of worms for it seems like more the Rangers organization in a whole. Uh, based on this and and this is a team again we talked about this before I thought from the New York Rangers perspective they've had a good season
0: yeah who they're rebuilding who would have expected this Rangers team to be that good not me I think I picked them to make the playoffs but that was just kind of more of I thought Alexi Lafreniere would step in and immediately be a superstar I just kind of expected their goaltending to figure itself out I think them uh, as much as Tony d'angelo is a controversial figure, he is a good N- good NHL defenseman that they just didn't have. Right. Uh, so Tom Wilson, he cross checks Pavel Bucnevich, and I-, I think the only nice way to say is he rag dolls and Artemi Panarin, who doesn't have his helmet on, and he's just kind of Panarin's on the ice, and Wilson is basically shaking him like he's a bully trying to take his lunch money. Right. And Tom Wilson only gets a fine uh, $5,000 That's the max Maximum fine Still For someone And they showed There's a picture of Tom Wilson Standing in the penalty box He only had his shoulder pad showing Which One of the ultimate tough guy looks Is just having your shoulder pads out Right And He doesn't look like anybody That's learned his lesson
1: No And I'm surprised It wasn't anything more From the NHL Based on that fact
0: That this is a repeat offender, and it seems like every few weeks we have to say his name, not because of the talented hockey player he is, but the dumb stuff that he keeps doing. I think he, and as much as people might not like this guy more, I think Tom Wilson is worse than Brad Marchand at this point.
1: Wow. So worse than licking. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's just always dirty hits. So that sparks uh the next game in which pavel Buchnevich he cross-checked anthony mantha in the face which i didn't really like seeing that i guess i still have a connection to mantha that i just kind of i reacted when i saw that and Buchnevich got suspended for a game which that just does it looks like a reactionary thing but on the wrong side by the nhl right So the Rangers released two statements. One, they called um, Tom Wilson the hit, the cross-check and what he did to Panarin, who it also brings up one of my worst things. And I think I brought it up on the podcast Monday, which feels like about 10 years ago now. Yeah. Um, I, I hate when people say they're out for the season when it's like two weeks. Right. Like Panarin's not coming back to play this season. But if they were making the playoffs, he'd probably come back.
1: Uh, does that also mean he's not playing in the world championships
0: that that could be a problem for russia which for us not a big deal but i guess just as a hockey fan i would want to see him at that tournament yeah uh they also called out uh george paros who's the head of uh player safety and they basically said he was unfit for his job yeah
1: that you can't do that did the organization get fined for that
0: They got fined two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. You can't say that, but it's also it's a terrible situation for the Rangers where your player your two players get hit, your one player retaliates, and your player gets suspended and you get fined.
1: Yeah, that play probably doesn't happen if the NHL righted their wrong
0: with Wilson. I think not even for what he did. It was more of just that he's a repeat offender, that yeah. he should be suspended for Yeah, that. if it's
1: somebody else, you might look the other way and go, yeah, okay, that's his first time. We're not going to give him anything. We'll just give him the maximum fine.
0: But, again, it's Tom Wilson. And this also set the Rangers just on fire. And the one thing I forgot about when we saw this story and started talking about it just one day here, and it, it was the Rangers fire uh, president... Uh, John Davidson and GM Jeff Gordon, who I think the GM had only been there for maybe a year.
1: And John Davidson just got there.
0: It It's a fresh... like It it, it doesn't seem like they've been there that long, and no. this Rangers team has been rebuilding.
1: Right, and they've been part of that process. I I really don't get it, what's going on there.
0: And then it made me remember, remem- remember who owns the New York Rangers, because he also owns the New York Knicks, who... He has yet to settle feuds with Spike Lee and Charles Oakley, one of his best players ever. Right. And it's James Dolan, who, as an NBA owner, is a disaster, but I never even thought of him as the Rangers owner. Right. Um, There was, I guess, because even Washington and the Rangers, they had a line brawl to start uh, the game where Buchnevich got suspended. It's just kind of – it's a sea of mess, and it's Washington who – I'm surprised they would engage in this because they're so close to the playoffs. Right. the yeah. Rangers, who cares?
1: Yeah, exactly. Their season's over.
0: There's there's not too much left. There was a sad but heartwarming uh, moment that somehow came out of all of this, and it was TJ Oshie. Earlier this week, he lost his dad, Coach Osh. And I, I forgot about the moment he had after Washington won the Stanley Cup about his dad, and I think, I don't know uh, what he had, but he said that, his dad doesn't remember much but it's such an emotional moment right and now Oshie comes back I don't honestly think he he might have missed a game but he comes back against the Rangers and scores a hat trick Nicholas Backstrom gives him a big hug and he said after the game he just he looked like he needed it right and it was a moment of this is what hockey's supposed to be uh, yeah it's supposed to be I don't want to say nicer because he did lose his dad but right redemption stories and just kind of the brotherhood of the sport
1: that's right for sure
0: Um, other than that, I did, I I did write down Cole Caulfield, he scored his second and third goal, but his first two goals in his NHL career are overtime winners. Right. It also made me think watching that overtime of how much, you told me you don't like how teams play three on three. Is Montreal the worst to watch play three on three? Pretty much.
1: But there's quite a few teams like that. There's not very many teams. Again, I loved year one of the three on three because all these you were lucky to make it through two minutes of chaos. Mm -hmm. Now it's so controlled. It's I almost prefer going back to four on four now.
0: Like it's not that much of a difference.
1: Yeah, just the way I guess it is a little bit because if you miss your chance, the team's going the other way. But again, they're few and far between. That's the problem I'm having with the the way it's played now is you you're getting a couple of good scoring chances in 5 minutes of what is supposed to be crazy 3 on 3 hockey and it's it's just been overcoached now.
0: Yeah, it's slow it's slowed
1: down. Yeah, like I have almost a few times fast forwarded through part of an overtime when you're seeing the other team regroup cuz guess what they're doing now? They're changing. They got to re- oh, the second guy's got to come off back pass again oh another guy's got to change we're gonna make a complete line back pass it again yeah it's just it's taking the fun out of the entire five minutes used to be unbelievable and now it's like maybe a minute because you're getting maybe two or three chances both ways
0: so who would be if you are just i want to watch not necessarily just watch a three-on-three overtime any teams they don't have to have played at all this year who would be your two teams that you'd be like I know they will at least be exciting.
1: The Flyers, because they give the puck up a lot. They, they've got to be bad teams, right? And I would say maybe like Minnesota would be another team.
0: So I was going to say good teams. I was going to no. say... I no, feel like they,
1: they control the game too much.
0: None of the Central? You wouldn't take any of those Central teams? No.
1: No, because it's all puck control.
0: See, my thought was going to be Tampa and Edmonton, because I want to mm. see... I want to see Victor Hedman try to stop Connor McDavid and then probably go down the other way and score an overtime winner. Right. Fair enough. Uh, Awesome Matthews scored his 40th goal as the Leafs and Canadians split their week series, I guess. Right. During this week. Scoring 40 goals in 49 games. That is... That's impressive. That is outrageous. And I think... What were you going to say?
1: I was just going to say, is it impressive or is it not impressive? Because you're only
0: playing... Six other teams. Yeah, but that's the hand you're dealt. I
1: know. I know. I'm just being the devil's advocate. Well, I think so it's, it
0: just shows how dominant he is over those teams.
1: Against bad teams.
0: Yeah, I mean, the four teams that are going to make the playoffs, they're good teams.
1: Oh, uh, boy. You didn't say that with much conviction.
0: Well, because, I mean, you know there's the honestly. The Winnipeg
1: Jets are good, but they're not a good defensive team.
0: No. Montreal, and that's the same with Winnipeg. You're kind of just banking on your goalie.
1: Edmonton's not. Edmonton's ready for seven, six games all day long. You got Montreal, who is really the only team that plays defensive.
0: Now. Right. And then you
1: got Calgary, who just plays defensive because they can't score. (laughs) And then you got Vancouver and Ottawa. Which...
0: I honestly, it Ottawa might be the toughest team the Leafs have played.
1: Right now, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't disagree with you. They're, they're anyway, playing I mean, their just, best. Right, I'm just throwing that out there. And then maybe if you do play against the rest of the league, uh, maybe you are scoring more goals because you're not seeing them. Like yeah, maybe th- you're There's right. more opportunities. Again, I'm being the devil's advocate yeah, yeah. going the other way now saying, yeah, is now you're playing only these six teams, and guess what? Now they know all your moves, so you got to come up with new moves, or you got to come up with new plays. And if you don't, you're not scoring. Yeah, right. It's kind of like the original six, right? I I think that's pretty impressive where Rashar can score 50 goals in 50 games against teams he's he's only playing five other teams. Yeah, but again some of those teams are not very good at the bottom of that league. Is he scoring more of those goals? There 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 is a homework assignment for me. I guess I'll, I'll see where he scored his out of his 50 goals. I'm assuming he's not scoring hardly any of those goals against the Leafs. He's probably scoring against the lowly Bruins and Blackhawks and Rangers.
0: Yeah. And yeah, it did that league like when it's the original 6, it's so top heavy. It's Montreal, Toronto and Detroit. That's right. Like,
1: when Chicago and Boston, they never played an NHL Stanley Cup final game against each other in the original six era. Damn. That, to me, is a pretty boring league. Yeah. So, you're, now you're you're right. The Bruins were bad for so long. So, obviously, Chicago wasn't very good either. Or the Rangers. It's a three-team league. I was
0: going to say, that's 50% of your league. That's yeah. just
1: bad. Yeah. So, again, is that... The division the Leafs are in, and again, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it great? Maybe. Is it not that great? Maybe. It's it's a good debate. Yeah. I could I could debate either side was, if you were going to pick kinda, a I side. I could kinda, pick the other.
0: Kind of seemed like you could have debated yourself there. Yeah, I could have. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, yeah. This going into the playoffs, I think we've said it on here and to each other that it's not until the third round that it's going to be. All right, who's, who's playing who? This will be fun. We haven't seen this in yeah. a
1: year or longer, right,
0: for some teams. But yeah, because and you're if you get through two rounds of hockey, even if you played these teams all year, you are the cream of the crop. Absolutely, you are. Because honestly, it's I'm not trying to jinx Leafs fans here, but I don't really see a team unless a Carey Price or Connor Hellebuck has an insane playoffs that's really challenging them.
1: There's, there's two scenarios I can see. That is definitely one of them. The goalie steals the show and wins a series, which any team yeah. that makes the playoffs can do that. possible. The only other thing is, are these coaching staffs good enough where they left plays out that they haven't used yet for the 56-game schedule that they're ready for in the playoffs? Yeah. Can you surprise your opponent?
0: Yeah. That is, I mean, right. the element that's, of surprise is what would make the first round entertaining if teams are right. pulling out things that they've been practicing, but just holding on because they know this season is all about playing the same teams. And you, like, think about if we see Montreal Toronto in the first round, by game four, they would have played what? They played, what, 10 times? Yeah. So that's your 14th game against that team. Yeah.
1: yeah that's two to seven games. Are, yeah, exactly. It's going to be, a lot. I think there's going to be more fighting. I really believe that there's more grudges,
0: especially to be had. It, that it came into question that we might see Winnipeg, Toronto. That yeah, that would not be a fun series. Well, be a fun series to watch, not be a fun series to be a part of. Exactly,
1: which makes it nice for both of us that it'll be a stress free, stress free playoffs, and we, we can to... just enjoy it. <laughs> and we can. Could... That's the way I look at it.
0: I can. I could just see ourselves watching Game Three, Toronto, Winnipeg, and going, "Wow." Whoever's fans of these teams, they must be stressed out right now. Exactly. We're just having fun watching this. Yeah,
1: great hockey.
0: We get to pick our fantasy pool and our bracket challenge and no stress. Uh, Andre Kopitar got to 1,000 points. I I didn't have much beyond that. I just thought that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. He's been a very consistent
1: player from a country that I guess they still don't have any other. Like you thought, you know since he's come around there there would be that influx of players but doesn't seem to be happening not yet anyway
0: uh, i think there's only one other player from slovenia that i can think of and it's because he played for the red wings okay jan mursak okay. wasn't he was a bottom six that was guy his old name <laughs> everyone everyone knows jan mursak yes um i guess let's do the playoffs aren't really that exciting because we're kind of pretty much locked in at this point. Even- it's a t- It's probably the worst
1: last week of a season that I have seen in, I don't know how long. And again, I'm not saying that because my team's way out of it. But every other team that's not in it is way out of it as well. So, But I, I think that's what happens when you play these. Because I don't recall any original six um, stories. Like, oh my god. Goodness! Like the Red Wings had to beat the Rangers in the last two games of the season, and then beat Boston to get in, and then won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it it doesn't seem like those were stories that were that I remember.
0: I was gonna say even to go to recent memory, we were talking about the 2010 Flyers and how they made the playoffs in the last day of the season, the right. shootout.
1: Ended up finishing seventh.
0: And were the higher seed in the conference finals. Right. But, yeah,
1: I don't hear any stories. Like, again, I wasn't around back then either, but I don't even recall any close – you know what I mean? Like, what was the Cinderella – there was no Cinderella's again, right? I think that's what happens when you play the same teams all the time, right? Just, like, if you really think about it, the CFL's like that, too. Why do you think they invented let's get the West over to play? Because – They dominate. Yeah, and it wasn't close. There wasn't a – this is the game, week 18, whoever wins this game gets in.
0: When's no, the last it, time you remember that in the CFL? It would be just more about seeding and he, trying to not play the team from the West. Yeah,
1: so that's the, I guess, the only downfall I'm going to say about this season. It's just not made for very good final week of the season. There's there's no drama. Yeah, and a, final,
0: and a final week that we have 12 days left of the season, and that's because we had COVID hiatuses, and Vancouver plays, I think, four games in the last six days of the season something like that
1: That don't mean anything other than where you're gonna draft again again
0: drafting people who haven't played hockey this year maybe we'll get drafted right yeah we can put together a highlight tape yep um so dallas four points back in nashville they only have one game in hand it kind of seems like when nashville beat them in overtime that
1: that was to me that's exactly right that was the decider.
0: The nail in the coffin. They get Sagan yeah. back, and they still they just haven't been able to string wins together.
1: They're on the road the rest of the year, right? What do they got? Four games left? Yeah, or, something they, like seven that. Seven games. At seven games, it was all on the road. So, yeah, it's it's tough. Plus, there's fans now. So they can mock you. They can get piss you off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially in Nashville. They're, that's an energetic crowd, yeah. even with a few thousand people. Smashville uh montreal which i guess we still have to say because it's technically a race they're 10 points up on calgary and the flames have two games in hand which i don't know if if i'm just bad at math but that doesn't really seem like it's mathematically possible
1: so can montreal catch anybody because remember we've had these same conversations over the last three podcasts where you were worried can montreal catch i think it was winnipeg and then you were worried, or not worried, but asking me, can Calgary catch Montreal? And then I think you changed back because that race is over. And now it's,
0: it's Winnipeg-Montreal. Montreal, Montreal <laughs> okay. has played one more game than Winnipeg, and they're two points back.
1: Wow. Yeah, Winnipeg's really fallen, but to me that kind of scares me if you are going to be opponent of them. Because is, is this their dry spell? Because they really haven't had one all year. They've been a pretty consistent team.
0: And we think game one of the playoffs they're getting back Nikolai Ehlers. Right. Or we assume at yeah, least yeah. at this point.
1: They'll probably be yeah, be healthy by the time I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to play Winnipeg.
0: Well, especially when you have the Vesna trophy winner sitting there. Yeah. Exactly. Although people we, we heard it on another podcast we were listening to on the drive up here that they want Winnipeg and Connor hallebuck's yeah. freaking out at his coach. Who's to say that Connor Hallebuck to me is one of the most like neurotic goalies? Like he's way more like straight faced than every other goalie. Right. I think, not that he can turn it on because it's not that easy to just do that in sports, but I think the playoffs are a time for, as much as it's the high stress, it's time to reset, and the regular season doesn't matter anymore. This is fresh, and we have four to seven chances to get to the next round. Right. Uh, The East isn't a race anymore. Everybody's clinched their spots. It's just more about who's going to play who. Yes. And the West, it's uh st louis is six points up on the coyotes and they also have three games in hand wow i know we had, doesn't make sense we had that amazing story with the coyotes coming back against the blues and i think right. that was to take take over the playoff spot the blues the blues are the better team and i think uh first round in the west i think we're getting two good matchups because vegas yeah. minnesota have been really exciting games
1: yeah actually uh i would uh, they showed the. The top four teams, I think Minnesota may have had, I don't want to say, I I, I want to say they had a winning record against um, Vegas. I could be wrong there, but they were up there in terms of those four teams playing each other. Yeah. They had a good winning percentage, so.
0: Because we think of the Central Division as the division of, oh, Carolina, Tampa, Florida, they're dominating that division. Yeah. The West is the same. Vegas seventy six points. Colorado seventy two. Minnesota seventy one. Yeah, which Minnesota could take home ice advantage. From yeah, the, from the Avalanche. And so you go from Minnesota seventy one to St Louis. They have fifty six points.
1: Right. They but they had a big long struggled streak, and they've yeah. To me, I wouldn't want to play St Louis right now. They they're starting to come on.
0: If you're Vegas, though, are you worried about that?
1: Yeah, Maybe. Okay. Bennington's done it before. They yeah, know how to win, right? That's, that's the thing. That we, and that group's know. been together. Right.
0: Uh, we'll go to the NBA where these coaching controversies, it starts with a former Raptors coach, Nate Bjorken, who there was a lot. There was an article on Bleacher Report from Jake Fisher that had met a lot more details than even I'll talk about because the only thing, the only big thing to me that came out of that was that TJ Warren, who we remember last year in the bubble had a great run, he scored, I think, 56 points or something in a game. Right. As soon as Bjorken was hired, he requested a trade. Wow. And going back to the Toronto days, apparently uh, Bjorken wouldn't let anyone talk to Nick Nurse unless they talked to him first. Interesting. So there's a weird like power struggle going yeah. on in Indiana. Right. They're still going to make the playoffs. Right. They're going to be the ninth seed unless they lose all of their games that are left. Right. But even in that case, they still might be the tenth seed. Right. I just I love that this team and going into a playing game because I'm not gonna spoil Raptors games for me this week, but they're pretty right. much done now, more than more than done. Right. And we're gonna get this playing game hopefully that's Indiana Washington and they're two teams that are just kind of chaotic for their own reasons. We have the Pacers who have this coaching controversy and we have the Wizards who have been playing so well and they kind of deserve to be the eight seed right now. Yep. And it's gonna be a fascinating game to see. Russell Westbrook, because he'll probably put up a triple-double. He's one triple-double away from – he's tied with Oscar Robertson right now, and he needs one more to break that record, which the last few games of the season he's going to do at some point. Right. And the other coaching stuff. So the Blazers are expected to fire Terry Stotts unless they go on a deep, miraculous playoff run it just seems like the they just kind of seem like they've been stagnant for a few years. They made the conference finals in 20 uh 2018, 2018 or 2019. They made the conference finals, but it just it hasn't been it, they got swept by the Warriors. That was one of the juggernaut Warriors teams. Right. But it just seems like they need and to me, I love this comparison. They need a Steve Kerr. Mark Jackson with the Warriors, he was really good. They were a good team. Once they got Steve Kerr, it just Created something different.
1: So right. I think
0: that's what the Blazers need. They're missing. The other one's Mike Budenholzer with the Milwaukee Bucks. He's on the hot seat of Milwaukee, which I know it doesn't sound right, but Milwaukee's a great playoff or a great regular season team. Yep, I think I could walk in and coach them to 50 wins probably. Yep. Because I go, all right, Giannis, we're going to go up huge, and then you're not going to play in the fourth quarter. Right. Then come playoff time, Budenholzer, especially in the bubble, Giannis got hurt so I'm not going to hold that one against against him but if you have a superstar player in the playoffs what do you think is the minimum amount of minutes you would want it so you're the coach of the bucks you have Giannis how many minutes are you playing him in any playoff game
1: I'll say 40
0: sure 40 you get eight minutes so you can do two minutes every quarter fair yep and if it's a game seven he probably play him 40 maybe he's gonna play
1: more sure and if you again you like you talked about you got the blowout game then that's when you rest them because you might need them for 46 minutes the next night
0: yeah which was the big thing about the raptors in the bubble that nick nurse just said not to everyone but to van Vleet and lowry you can you're gonna play 46 yeah, 47 that was, minutes that was their problem Is that, that was, they didn't have they didn't trust the depth that they had
1: and they should have yep at, at least try they never even tried
0: and that's milwaukee they're doing the opposite Giannis was playing 35 minutes a game in a playoff game against Miami, and that just shouldn't happen with a superstar. Like you said, right. 40 minutes, probably the minimum in a playoff game. Yeah, yeah. And that's if you can give them that time off. So I think if – I think I, – I hope Budenholzer figures this out and decides, you know what, maybe I should play my superstar 40-plus minutes in a playoff game.
1: So has he been playing them less in the regular season right now?
0: Uh, right now it's about the same. Like it's okay. – Anywhere 35. from 30 to 35 minutes. I think
1: that's good. good. Like, I I have a feeling that team is gearing themselves up for the playoffs this year.
0: Especially that they're really underrated. Yeah. That, no that one's they're... really talking about them, right? No, this is a team the team that Nets. was... They were the one seed for the it, last two years.
1: Everyone's talking about the Bucks, right? Now it's... The Bucs have been replaced by the Nets.
0: And even, I think, the 76ers sure. because yeah, of absolutely. but
1: Absolutely. are Yeah. So they're, they're not being talked about at all. So... Yeah, watch out. I th- I think the Bucks Bucks can go right to the finals this year.
0: And this would be the year to do it. You're the underrated team and we already saw if if we're going to see a second round series of Bucks Nets, that's yeah. going to be first of all amazing. For sure. It might be a little different with James Harden who says he wants to come back before the end of the regular season. It might be different with those three guys against Giannis, but I think that's the ultimate I just want to cheer for the Bucs, even if I think the Nets are the better team. Right. You want the one superstar to somehow beat the super team. It's like LeBron against the Warriors. exactly. And oddly enough, one—actually, two of those guys that were a part of those games would be be on that Nets team. There you go. Uh, This this is a weird one. So the Cleveland Cavaliers staff—and it's just a random story that came out—that they had to constantly praise Colin Sexton when he was a rookie— and by, they were forced to praise him. Oh, boy. That's just so weird to me that you are going to put this guy on a pedestal as a rookie to that's, make him happy.
1: That's the way it is nowadays.
0: Like, I, I'm, I'm not one to say, oh, this generation and getting pampered. <laughs> that's what I was going to say, but you
1: stole my line.
0: And it's one of those things, I read that, and I just thought, why? Why are you doing this for this player? And I like Colin Sexton. I think he's really good, but... How is that gonna create an environment like a winning environment?
1: Because probably the sports psychologists of the team suggested it.
0: Yeah, I I guess maybe if it if it works for him, I'm not mad about that. Right. I'm just more if I was part of that like franchise and I have I'm forced I have to praise this guy. Like, what if he has a bad game? Oh, it's okay. You know, you went seven for 25 shooting, but you know what? You took really good shots. Like, I just I wouldn't be able to, fit, like, not even just in sports, just in any situation, like, praise someone if they're not doing a good job. Right. Uh, John Morant, who it's a part of this, uh, Shaquille O'Neal really likes not hating on players, but I think he likes to challenge them. And he said to John Morant, where would you rank yourself in terms of point guards? And he says, I'm top five, which respect the confidence yep i also wrote down i'm gonna say seven guys that i think are better at least right. at this point point. and i love yeah. john moran he's in his yeah. second year and he hasn't really had a slump right he's just, just kind consistent. of picked up um okay so steph i take steph yeah damian lillard uh i think the way russell westbrook is playing right now right i would still take him over Morant. uh Kyrie irving even with the headache i think he's still Worth it on a championship level team, right? Uh, Luca, I don't. I, I was looking up today because I just I, I don't like how we categorize players because you look at Luka Doncic, he's six foot seven, he's not a point guard, right? But he is their primary oh. ball handler,
1: right? So he's the definition says that's what he is.
0: Yeah. So I would take Luca. I would take Chris Paul. Right. The other, the next two are where I go. Maybe he falls into that spot, but to me. Steph Lillard, Westbrook, Kyrie, and Luca, and Chris Paul, so that's six. I think he falls somewhere with De'Aaron Fox and Trey Young. They're the next three in whatever order. right? And then you can, I guess you can even throw Lowry in that conversation. Right. Jamal Murray. Yes. It's very congested in yeah, the top that. ten. No, fair enough. I, I have to say, though, if, if someone's going to ask you that question, as – as a fan of if you're a fan of the grizzlies that has to be the answer you want to hear right you just want supreme confidence right uh we found out unfortunately that zion williamson is out indefinitely hurt his finger out for the rest of the pelicans six regular season games and now that ends my campaign of hoping the pelicans make the play-in game
1: right so are we going to call him injury prone now
0: no, no, I'm, okay. I I'm not. I okay. know he had that. F- the first season was yeah. not injury. Injury. <laughs>
1: That's why I'm just I'm just throwing it out there.
0: I think he weirdly became underrated this year because I think everyone expected him to get hurt, but this was okay. his only injury. Right. I think he had missed five games, but uh, um, it was nothing significant. Gotcha. If it, I'm definitely concerned. If two, three years down the line, we still have these kind of nagging injuries, like a knee or something. For Me, a guy like that is just the lower body I'd be concerned about, right? Um, or his shoes <laughs> that was that is like a moment where like Barack Obama's at that game and this like mega crazy athlete just like breaks through his shoes, yeah. I'm like, you have to see it. Like, I watched it, it was like
1: I thought he broke his ankle, yeah, right? like, like, like it, it didn't just look like look- a shoe, no. Like, how does a shoe? A brand new shoe. Yeah, it's not. I can see, right? Like you or me playing tennis with my 15 year old
0: tennis shoes that were, ah, and it rips apart, right? But they're brand new. Yeah. And it's crazy. And the funny thing was, he, like, he said that wasn't the reason he didn't sign with Nike. He said he didn't have a problem with that. I think it's just because he has so much power and force. Yeah. I mean, he did sign with Jordan Brand, which is, like, kind of technically almost Nike. Nike, yeah. And he has his own signature shoe already. I think he is i would call him a a cautious superstar okay that'd be my definition for him right now that i'm i'm excited i've seen all these things that he can do my other thing is i think new orleans not not that they need to rebuild i think they need to trade brandon ingram because i just don't think them two work together right i think they if you surround zion with shooters and a center that can protect the rim. Because I don't, my dream for Zion is for him to be, like, a small ball center one day. I think that would be really fun. For now, I think you need a center that weirdly can maybe shoot. Like, that might help.
1: Is he signed long-term with New Orleans? Or is he a free agent after next year? Or this uh, year? sure? Not, uh... Like, like, I'm not sure how the contract system works in the NBA.
0: I think it's four years okay. is your rookie contract. Gotcha. And it'll probably start next year, where they'll talk about Talks, an extension, right? Or, or or he
1: can go anywhere. Like, is he a free agent or is he restricted? You'd be restricted, okay.
0: But if he gets to restricted free agency, a team will pounce on that, give him right. the absolute max, max right. and then New, Orleans, New Orleans, Orleans they would have to match, match it. Yeah. you wouldn't, you couldn't let him go, right? Uh, Anthony Edwards, who I think I told you before, he's might be my favorite rookie because of how funny he is right like he didn't know who a rod was and right he says he could play any sport no training necessary he's just he's funny he's an entertain entertaining guy he also became the first ever teenager to uh he scored 42 points with seven assists and six rebounds and as much as everybody loves carl anthony towns i think he might be the him and towns together to me are the future of minnesota right and it's still not great. Yeah, I was gonna say still not much of a future because you also have D'Angelo Russell, who, if you want a tank, D'Angelo Russell is a great number one option. He is a talented player, but for him to be really effective, he'd have to be a third option on a team.
1: But plus, Minnesota will get a top three pick this year, won't
0: they? Ah, uh, oh, what was there? So they have a trade with Golden State oh. that I think it's if they fall out of the top four it's golden state's pick oh or maybe even top three
1: so even more reason to tank
0: yeah if if (laughs) golden state somehow ends up with this pick and i actually didn't write it down but right now i think as the standings sit our 1st playing game the seven eight game would be the los angeles lakers against golden state wow how would that not drive that would drive ratings through the roof yeah for sure and i mean i think if the lakers are close anywhere close to healthy they would win that game but I saw it. I watched a game earlier this year. Golden State beat the Lakers and yeah, fully healthy.
1: What if Curry decides to get hot, right? Shoots every lights out from the. I don't even want to say the three point line because he doesn't <laughs> shoot them from there. From like thirty five forty. Feet. Yeah,
0: yeah. He, it's it's someone where I think we said it's we kind of almost forgot about LeBron and we need to appreciate him. I yeah. think Steph is getting properly pre- appreciated because right, he's. Yeah carrying this Warriors oh, team.
1: Absolutely. He does, Yeah. He hasn't been really known for that, right? Because he's had such great teams. But, yeah, it's been him this year.
0: And it, to me, that, that kind of would almost make the first round of the NBA playoffs fun for the first time in a while. Yeah, I might watch it. If we get – and I would feel so bad, but – if it would shake out, just I'll say if it sits at the way it is right now, we would get first round Phoenix and the Lakers, and the Lakers or the Suns make the playoffs for the first time since twenty ten, and now they have to face the Lakers. When when is the last time you could ever think a seven seed is probably the favorite over a two seed? Oh boy, in any sport, sure, uh, any sport where even a significant lower seed is the favorite somehow. There is, I just, you got
1: me on the spot, I can't, It's it has happened because I'm trying to think of like uh Mario Lemulus team for most of the year and then he comes back for the
0: playoffs and now he's the favorite. The only team I could think of was when the Kings went on their first playoff run, they were an eight seed and by the time you got to the second round, they were just kind of like, yeah, this might just be the best team.
1: Right, right.
0: But in basketball, it doesn't really happen. No. The other fun part, yeah. though, would be the 1-8 game, which would be Utah-Golden State, which, as much as I love Steph, I don't think they would win that series. Right. I think Steph alone could probably push it to six games. Yeah. But, other like, if Utah's the one seed, and they have to clench and worry, is Steph Curry just going to do this? Right. That's such a fun first-round series. Absolutely. Uh. I mentioned Russell Westbrook. Yeah, that's all right. That's all I got for the NBA. Let's go to Major League Baseball, where the Los Angeles Angels did a horrific, unbelievable thing for baseball. I heard. They released Albert Pujols. I did hear that. And David Ortiz is outraged. Never once mad. The only part I don't like about it is that they signed him to a 10-year contract and released him in the last year of that contract. Right. I know you want to save money, and I get that. Yeah. This, it's more he's than a sport He's not playing well though right he's, I don't think he's playing
1: Yeah like he was batting 170 something
0: I think to me there's only Because I saw a list and I did not click on the article But it was the five teams that t- should take a risk on Albert Pujols
1: That's what they were talking about on the broadcast today Is Do you think someone will take a risk For sure somebody will
0: uh, To me there's only one team that makes sense I think you should go back to the Cardinals hmm. Yeah if,
1: but what's he going to do there I mean, if Be a he's backup your behind Goldschmidt,
0: eh, I guess maybe maybe he wouldn't want to do that. But if yeah. he, if maybe you start him in games where you want to give Goldschmidt some time off, if he's like a permanent pinch hitter,
1: I, I don't even think he's good defensively though. So I I if anything for me, I'd say American League just so as get a DH. DH. Yep, I think that's all he's got
0: left. When I looked at the article, the first thing I thought is someone's gonna say the Yankees, and no, no, just. He, he had an incredible career. He had, yeah. And we don't know how old he is. He's probably 50. <laughs> not. I think that was like Miguel Tejada, where no one knew what his age was. Same thing with the um,
1: Hernandez brothers that played for the Yankees. Yeah. They were older. Eventually, they ended up telling people one, how old they were. Because
0: one of them played in the Little League World Series, and they yeah. were like 15 and right. playing against like 11- and 12-year-olds. Exactly. Really, I forgot that both of them – that. Because I, I remember that 30 for 30 was so good about, like, their life and upbringing. I forgot that they did – I don't even want to say lie, but just didn't tell the truth say. about the race. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, a couple injury list guy. actually, no, let's do uh, – John Means throws the first Baltimore Orioles no-hitter since 1961. Wow. Because they've had some good teams. That's um, That's unbelievable. I can't believe it's been that long. Good stat. Yeah. He did no-hit the Seattle Mariners, who are not a spectacular team, but those teams are about on the same level. Well,
1: Seattle is playing way above their head. They were in first place. So, yeah, they're not uh, they're not the Detroit Tigers. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's impressive. Wow.
0: Yeah, the Orioles won 6 nothing, and it kind of feels like that could be their World Series win right there.
1: Possibly, because, again, ba- I think Baltimore's playing above their head as well, so... We'll, we'll see how things play out, but yeah, if you would have told me this year that Baltimore would have a no-hitter, I would have laughed at you. <laughs> uh,
0: a couple of entry list guys We saw Byron Buxton, he's on the 10-day DL, or IL with a groin strain. It sucks to see a guy like him because I think he's really broken out at the beginning of this year. Right. That he just was before kind of just a speed guy, but now it kind of feels like Minnesota is his team. Right without i didn't even know who was in his way before but it seems like he's <laughs> just kind of taken over
1: but they're not playing well as a team he's playing well but
0: yeah. now now that team's gonna go a lot more downhill yeah there's something i i wrote down that i was going to bring up but i think i'm going to save it for monday because bleach report did uh superstar rankings okay and all i saw from the headline was that jacob de grom wasn't in the top five Wow. So I think I'll bring that up because I think they also would have had Byron Buxton probably in the top five. Okay. So we'll go we'll go through that on Monday.
1: I'm just glad he's healthy because that was my nervous reaction when they said DeGrom was, had a sore arm that always makes me nervous now. Like it sounds like such a silly little thing. It almost feels like a hangnail, but I've heard it so many times when pictures say I got a sore arm and guess what? turns into Tommy, Tommy John, John
0: which if we lost Jacob DeGrom this early in the season that that would that would really suck For it. sure he's expected they said he's expected to uh return Sunday the Mets play the Diamondbacks
1: because it's getting close to Yankee Mets game time they usually play the I want to say the main long weekend it is the main long weekend but the American one and they usually play that weekend and yeah I'm hoping it's DeGrom against Cole
0: that that's the Battle of New York. That would honestly yeah. be the perfect Sunday night baseball For game sure. if they could yeah. plan that Swindle out somehow. That somehow. yep. Um Oh, George Bringer goes back on the injured list.
1: It's- no surprise. That's gonna be his year, right? Sixty seven games played, hit three twenty with twelve home runs and thirty seven RBIs. There, that's gonna be a stat line, just so you know.
0: Wait, what was it? Let's hear it one more time.
1: Sixty seven games played, twelve yeah. uh hitting three twenty with twelve home runs and thirty seven RBIs. Like good numbers, but didn't play enough. Played almost a third of the season.
0: Yeah. The Jays have already been cautious with him and they've yeah. Still gets hurt.
1: they, they for whatever reason the Yankees gave the bug called injury to the Blue Jays this year.
0: Um Oh, the Jays also, they're going back to Buffalo June 1st.
1: So no Toronto. No
0: Toronto yet. Well,
1: yet. At least you're saying it's not for the year, right? No, they they're just said for now,
0: temporary home. Right. Maybe, I, I wonder guess, why
1: they're going to Buffalo. Like, why they not stay in Dunedin? They I, can't? Because Florida is now back to regular times. Why don't they stay there?
0: It, it doesn't make sense. I guess maybe just because they played there last year. It's close to home. I I really I'd...
1: So why wouldn't they play there Like why Because it was warmer So Probably. The month of April Let's play in Dunedin We'll go to Buffalo When things warm up
0: Yeah I, I mean I feel like you're saying it to make fun of them But it, yeah. it does kind of make sense Yeah
1: it does I know
0: And in Florida Doesn't Florida weather get like I know it like Rains every day For like an hour But doesn't it get like More rainy Like during no. the summer
1: No But it gets hotter though Like right. it's almost like Too hot
0: anything anything over 100 that's too hot for me yeah agreed um that's
1: you're oh. such a, an american a hundred
0: well i said it for the i said I, it for uh, everyone for you're he you said
1: it for all our listeners in the states yeah for, if you're allowed to listen cross-border pandemic podcast style <laughs>
0: What, what even is a 100? I couldn't even think of what 100 would be. 100 in is, I don't
1: know, it's like 35.
0: Oh, God, that's terrible. I
1: know. Well, that's why when you said it, I was going, you're being such an American okay, by tw- saying that.
0: 25 degrees Celsius. Yeah, that's my. Props, that's, that's probably as high. like 85. All right. I'm okay with that. Maybe 90. Uh, let's go to our Yankees update, where that was that was the sport you really kept oh, up with.
1: That's the one thing I'm up to date with until tonight. I haven't watched it yet. Nationals game one I predicted the Yankees would go I think I said six and three on this nine game or ten game road trip I thought it was nine but I think it's ten did I say that yeah
0: you said right? But also homestead you said road
1: oh did I sorry yeah homestead I, I said they go six and three and they're well on their way to doing that for sure they could have easily beaten the swept the Astros who are playing well as well and again I'll save this for the end of my good great but this was a fantastic it felt like playoffs it's too bad there wasn't 50,000 fans in New York because they actually may have swept them because they 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 were pretty easy on the Astros in game three I'd say
0: so I guess then I won't we won't talk about everything I guess the biggest thing has to be red hot Giancarlo Stanton
1: absolutely he's batting like 320 now he was batting 158 12 games ago and just everything he's hitting but he gets in those right like the playoffs if he if you get him in the right time he's just hotter than hot he just smokes everything
0: yeah his playoffs he had a good
1: playoffs. absolutely last year. did for okay. sure he was the, yeah yeah he was the MVP of the Yankees by far hit everything or walked like he even has a good eye at the plate but yeah he He's won probably four of the Yankees' last six games just himself.
0: I loved when listening to the Astros go through the Astros broadcast go through his stat line for the day, and it's like, yeah. oh, he struck out, hit a home run, and struck out again. Right. That sounds, that about, sounds right about right for, for yep. Stanton. And the fact that we're, we're in this hot streak, hot streak, I don't think we're the overreaction that this is what he's going to be for the rest of no, the year. No, no,
1: no, definitely not. He'll, But he'll be hot and cold, right? Yep, you'll have another streak like that probably in July or August and cool off again. But, yeah, if he gets hot at the right time, then he can. he's almost like a goalie in the NHL. He could win a series for you. His, he's that kind of guy.
0: He's such a momentum swinger, and I yeah. think I said it last episode. I love him in the two-spot behind the Mayhew.
1: Yeah, he seems to be working, right? I think they have him in the right spot.
0: Because before they put Judge in that spot to, yep. I guess, try to get him going. But I think Judge has – because to me, when I think you're building this lineup, you're trying to have – Good at bat home run hitter, good at bat, which is LeMay, Hughes, Stanton, and Judge.
1: Right. The only problem is now Judge is struggling. Like whoever's in the number three hole, hello, Mr. Voigt, you can come back anytime now because I think we have a number three spot for you that you'd like to fill. Um because yeah, it seems like whoever's in that number three spot
0: fails. So that's what you think when Voigt comes back, he goes to the say- three spot and Judge goes to four?
1: Yeah, I would think that's the way they're gonna go.
0: Um, okay, so from that Astro series, uh, the Rudnett d'Or martin Maldonado Weird. collision. We just, I've never, yeah, and it, it is exactly
1: like you said, it's a collision. It wasn't a slide. He couldn't slide because um, DJ, I think, who was batting at the time, dropped his bat. Most guys throw it or get it out of the way, but I think Maldonado could, knocked it with his foot or something to keep it in that area. So now Odor had no place to slide. It was weird. It was just a a weird... I wasn't even concerned about whether he was safe or out on the play. It was like, what's going on here? They're both hurt. Yeah. It was just weird. But, yeah, because the bat was there, it just kind of messed things up. And then my first thought was um, was. Were the Yankees going to challenge uh, because he was covering home plate? Like, I I didn't think the catches were allowed to do that anymore.
0: No, because I think it was a few years ago that Buster Posey, like, broke his leg. Yeah,
1: because – and it's happened many, many times. Ask Buck Martinez. It happened to him in an All-Star game, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's where I thought, but he was safe anyway, so I, I guess that was a, a moot point out of the whole thing, and it was just a, yeah, just a weird collision slash injury for both guys. I, I don't know what you could do anything different. I guess maybe the umpire could get in there, but he's doing his own thing, right? He can't, he can't get in there to move a bat out of the way.
0: Yeah. Um. So taking two out of the three against the Astros, this was the Yankees team, I think, everybody outside of us was panicking about and mm-hmm. it's a 162 game season that's there was, right. there's ebbs and flows to it
1: absolutely and it, the yankees are coming into their own now of course you're gonna get some more dry streaks and stuff going on but this felt like a playoff series to me
0: i was gonna say that's the number one thing you said is the atmosphere of it
1: yep just the fans were back right and of course now they've got garbage cans out which is awesome right and they deserve it and it, when you are the fan of the Evil Empire, which everyone else likes to call us, we need a villain too, <laughs> right? And now we got one. And, and they're good. And it's the Red Sox, I, I don't know, I, to me it doesn't feel like they're our rival right now until we start playing them because obviously yeah. they're doing pretty good right now. But again, they're playing the Tigers and they're they're getting wins from teams that they should be maybe beating, I think they're playing above their head as well. But we'll find out. We'll get to play the Red Sox soon, Mm -hmm. so we'll see. But right now, the Astros are my number one enemy.
0: Is this the first time in a while that a a neutral fan watching a Yankees game would cheer for them?
1: I would say so. Yeah, exactly, yeah. If you're a, uh, yeah, you cheer for anyone but the Yankees, you're probably cheering for the Yankees in this one. Just to beat the Astros. Exactly, yeah, just for that, that reason.
0: So a big a big part of this entire I guess the funny thing to me is the number one guy that everyone hates is Jose Altuve. Yep. When to me it should be Carlos Correa because he's the one that kept talking about it and got mad when people were talking about it. When Cody Bellinger did he's like you should only talk about things you know about. Right. Well I mean your GM and manager got fired because of this and the players got immunity so Yeah. I think you should take your lumps i understand maybe year two, but there were no fans last year to no, exactly. give you that
1: that's right and, and again they never apologized for it not one player and it's funny eh? listening to the astros broadcast they did not t- all they said were the yankee fans were were all over Ultuve on his birthday but they, they i'm sure you know they're they they are employed by the Houston Astros, so they're not going to talk about it. No. I'm not. sure they don't talk about it very much, to be honest with you.
0: No, it's something... It's a sweep it under the rug, and they don't have to worry about it.
1: Yeah, but boy, the crowd was just relentless. Let's just put it that way. Which was awesome.
0: Dusty Baker said it was too much. They were chanting, and this is why it's going to be explicit. They were chanting, fuck Altuve, which when you you were listening to it they're like yeah, what are they saying and right I, I had read it before so okay. i knew yeah i was but wondering it, what the
1: announcers why they weren't saying what he was they were yeah, saying but
0: just to just to ignore that saying it's too much i agree that you're defending your player the same time they did this and this is the first time fans get to actually voice their displeasure right and
1: but dusty wasn't there yeah, he wasn't right? with like that he, team. He, he's defending a player that wasn't his player when the cheating happened. So I think they picked the right manager, though. I think they've done an excellent job. Dusty Baker is Mr. I don't know. Everyone likes the guy, right? So I I, I don't know. I, I think they, they made the right move there with the right manager. So Hopefully yeah. they play again in the playoffs.
0: So Jose Altuve, did, he did ruin the sweep by hitting a home run on his birthday. Yes, even just another More reason, reason. That he's the Oh, developed.
1: absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And I would have been all over that saying, take off, don't take off your shirt <laughs> when you're when you're touching home plate there. Because, yeah, you got the, another new tattoo going.
0: Uh, I thought you would love this. So, going into this weekend series with the Nationals, the Yankees made two call-ups, especially with Odor out for him. the next I think he's on the 10-day. 10-day, Inj- that's Inj- right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who do you think are the two guys that got called up? Um, when did they get called up yesterday? Uh, that
1: I don't know. Maybe today. I'll I can... say, I want to say one of them was a because he was warming up in the bullpen. And I really like this kid as a pitcher. And the other one I'm going to say was probably Tyler Wade.
0: That's why I had a big smile on my face. Yes. Tyler Wade. One of the guys called up. Yeah. Uh, the other one being Miguel Andujar.
1: Oh, finally. Ba- oh, that guy needs a chance. He really does. You uh, might get one now with Odur out for a little bit. They might move things around because Urshela can play short.
0: Uh, yeah, tonight's lineup. Uh, the only changes would have been. Well, I guess to Sanchez. I don't know if he counts as a change. He's, he's not the catching. starter.
1: Yeah, he's relieving Kyle of, of starting duties. Is all he's doing now.
0: And then and Duhar and Tyler Wade. In I the could lineup. see
1: him becoming the next Albert Pujols. Who? Sanchez. Yeah. They might, like, when do you say enough's enough? Like, it's been three years now where you're hitting a buck 77? And it's not like he's hitting home runs. If you're hitting 15 home runs and you're hitting a buck 77, you can probably deal with that. Yeah. But he's not even, no clutch hits, no home runs, and he can't play defense behind the plate. He had a good run from two thousand what fifteen or 16 to 18, but... I I don't know what's happened to him. I I feel bad, but I'm surprised the Yankees haven't moved on. Let me just say that I'm surprised they haven't said, okay, we're going after we're going to get somebody else.
0: If you're gonna, if you can trade Mike Talkman, I think you can trade Gary Sanchez. Absolutely.
1: Yes. Why Agreed. Would,
0: if you if you're picking it? But clearly, if you're if you're if we're talking about this and you're making that trade, you're looking for a backup catcher. To Kyle's your
1: number one. Yeah, absolutely. He's been great. I, I like him as our starting and uh, our starting catcher, and our starting pitchers like him.
0: Yeah, Gar- that's the Garrett biggest Cole thing. He's was- not
1: the only one though. There's yeah. he, there's a couple guys that like him being the catcher. They've they've come out mm-hmm. and said that. So
0: clearly, this team has lost the faith. Who? Why wouldn't a team? I, I'm not trying to. Pick any like bad teams, but why wouldn't a team take a chance on it? If you're like Colorado, right? Why wouldn't you take a chance and put this guy in your ballpark?
1: For sure, because yeah, maybe he hits ten more home runs than he normally does just from the air.
0: And it, it's a backup catcher and maybe a left-handed batting catcher that might help. Maybe just the just more more lefty bats. I don't yeah. think is a bad thing.
1: No, not at Yankee Stadium.
0: Um, that's all. I have. Do you have anything more for the Yankees? Um, no, uh, Abreu was also he was the one optioned for ah, Andujar,
1: and he I re- this kid is throws hundred mile an hour. He's going to be good. He'll again. The, I don't know. The Yankees <laughs> have so many guys in the bullpen. I don't even know. There's never a wrong decision for me because they have so many good players right now. Well, that's why pitching.
0: We're, we were talking today about if we're talking about the playoffs and your rotation is Garrett Cole, Kluber, Tyon Montgomery, right. And then you could throw in a fifth starter that you don't necessarily need. One of one, I guess one of would make the rotation between David Garcia, Domingo Armand, and yep. Luis Severino. Right. Then those other two guys could be in the bullpen.
1: They they could be. Um, I think we're gonna have to come up with a new term because I agree with you. Like if Tyon has a good year, but then you know Game Three doesn't pitch well then you, you almost make a plan where Severino is your third-inning pitcher. Like, I know we're just going to call that long relief, I guess, but, maybe, yeah. but if it's part of the plan, if you know Tyon is maybe only going to be good for two or three innings, then he's coming in to pitch maybe the rest of the game. Yeah, you can. You know what I mean? Especially it's like in their second starter, I, I don't know. I will have to come up with a term for it, but
0: it's it's almost like then you would call Tyone like the opener. Yeah, exactly. That's into the true. Bullpen. You're
1: right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but openers usually just pitch one inning, right? Uh, not necessarily. Nope? I feel okay. like
0: Chad Green was an opener. I feel like he could pitch two innings. Yeah, in fair op- enough. But I I I think also the rays were the team that kind of tainted this having an opener because they would pitch one inning exactly then then they have eight more pitchers
1: yeah they already have their plan in place regardless of what the score of the game is and
0: if it's a world series and your star pitcher is doing really well i don't know if we ever bring that up but the rays really it seems like every every championship in any sport really is based off the losing coach making a dumb choice
1: yep exactly
0: Alright, only two NFL stories because uh, Jawan James, who is the right tackle for the Denver Broncos, suffered an Achilles injury. I didn't see if it was torn. I didn't want to say torn if it actually was. Right. Um, and he was working out away from the team. And because of this, the Broncos have the option to terminate his contract and he would then lose $10 million. Okay,
1: is this not the off season
0: right now for
1: the NFL? So would he not be away from the team? anyway
0: yeah so right now it is voluntary workouts and a lot of players have banded together like tom brady is leading the charge of don't go to your optional workouts Wow, i guess just to make try to make a statement make a stand against the league
1: the their union just isn't strong enough to do that right now maybe it can get better but that's their biggest problem and they need to talk to the mlb
0: Yeah, a lot of players have come out because the league put out a memo saying that you can not that you can you can terminate the contract if someone's working out away from the team facility even though like you said it's the off season. do you want so you want these players to work out in the offseason work out on your own time but if you get hurt that's your fault you have to be in shape yeah but you also have to work out away from the team not get hurt while you're with the team but if you get hurt with the team we'll probably still cut you
1: that's tough if, if you're a player then i'm only working out on on the team facilities i'm gonna live in the town for the amount of two or three years that you're playing for that nfl team
0: to me i also thought of if, if i'm if i'm james you're you're a right tackle that any team could use a right or not any team most teams would want a right tackle yep if denver says okay we're cutting you i'm gonna say great i'm gonna go move somewhere where a team actually wants me if you cut me – or actually, no. If, if I'm going to be even more petty, I'm going to go into free agency next year and I'm going to take a meeting with the Broncos. And I'm going to say, you know what? Uh, I really appreciate you guys bringing me back. Also, no. You guys gave up on me. Why Why should I trust you ever right. again? For sure. And it's not necessarily just the Broncos. I'm not blaming them. It's the nope. league. The yeah, league yeah. that doesn't care about their players. Exactly. Yep. Uh, my other story is – the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers. It, it is a disastrous situation. Aaron Rodgers is complaining. The comparing the GM to Jerry Krause to the Chicago Bulls. Wow, it it's not good. And I mean, we talked about the Broncos, and apparently Rodgers wants to go to Denver to play Mahomes.
1: Really interesting
0: that he that um him going somewhere wouldn't be to avoid any other. Well, I mean, he'd be li- leaving the NFC North, which is. Green Bay's <laughs> division. Anyone, yeah. And apparently, the Packers, first of all, were looking. They might have considered drafting a quarterback during this draft, which that would have been hilarious, right? If like in the second round, the Packers go, we select Kyle Trask, quarterback, Florida. Like it right. just that would have been Rogers. I'm never playing here again. Right. Right. But the fact that and now they're looking in these off-season workouts to add more quarterbacks just in case they do have to trade Rodgers. Right.
1: No, for sure. I'm sure they get nervous.
0: It's becoming more of a possibility. And it's funny that the NFL is the ultimate league that doesn't care about their players. But this yeah. Rodgers thing is such like an NBA move. Not to. I don't yeah. want to discredit the NBA, nope. but that's what it is. we saw. James Harden do it. We saw Anthony Davis do it. Yeah. You – hold out, or play terrible and yep. force a team to trade you. Right. If Rodgers goes to the AFC West and plays for the Broncos, because I don't imagine the Raiders make that trade. No. Nope. No. Nope. If he goes to the Broncos, that is going to make that division. Like, is Denver not, like, a top I, – I. it's hard to put a number on it, but, like, a six or seven team if you had Aaron Rodgers? Probably. The weapons they have, their defense is usually really good. Yep. Then their only problem would be Mahomes and the Chiefs. Yeah. So the Broncos are probably a playoff team, and you're definitely taking Aaron Rodgers over yeah. any version of Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater.
1: That NFC North is gonna be rivalry with the NFC East. Which yeah. one's worse?
0: Wow. Yeah, if you take if you take Rodgers out of that division yeah. and you go, Okay, are you trusting Jordan Love, Jared Goff, Kirk Cousins? Uh, am I missing one? And whoever the Bears start, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, because apparently yeah. they're they're not gonna tr- they're not gonna put Justin Fields out there too early. They don't right. want to risk him. Right. When which...
1: Palmer is the number one starter,
0: Palmer, oh, no, wrong, there? a Bengal quarterback. Oh, sorry, Dalton. Dalton. Thank you, Carson Palmer. Good. I honestly don't see Carson Palmer anymore. I just <laughs> see his brother. His brother is like a quarterback guru. Like he works with like Trevor Lawrence right. and Josh Allen.
1: So Prescott's the best quarterback out of those eight teams.
0: Uh yeah, I right? not even close. Well, like so we're saying we're taking Rogers out of that division. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not even he's close.
1: probably now the number one quarterback out of the, those eight teams.
0: The better conversation is wow. who's the second best because it's yeah, probably cousins. It's a,
1: yeah, yeah, probably
0: because you're going hurts definitely not Daniel Jones, nope. Washington,
1: whoever that's gonna be.
0: Hi, I, I love a, a competition team between the nickname. Yeah, that. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus Taylor Heineke that's that's the best quarterback competition ever Yep. yeah no like it's it's honestly kind of embarrassing how yeah. Dak is is a top 10 quarterback
1: yeah for sure yeah but, he can be
0: but no one in that group is any like Kirk Cousins is the closest and right. he's like maybe like 12 or 13 at best
1: and none of those teams drafted a quarterback eh no because <laughs> out of all the quarterbacks that were available, you think any of those seven or eight teams could have drafted well, quarterback?
0: Because Minnesota drafted uh, oh, what's his name, the Texas A&M quarterback, Mond. Yep, they drafted Mond. It was funny when Philly traded up. There was a small piece of me that said, "What if they pick Mac Jones?" Right, because him and Jalen Hurts they've played together for a year. Yep, uh, at least a year. Because yep. Mac Jones and Tula were from the same year. That's because Philly put their faith in Hurts by not drafting a quarterback, but also said it's a quarterback competition. Right. It's, it's a mess. Those two divisions are a mess. All the AFC is amazing. Yeah. I don't want to say amazing, but I guess the AFC South is a little like, do we we have to consider if Trevor Lawrence is that good that Jacksonville might compete in that division? I know it's really early to say that, but possibly because Houston. At this point, we kind of have to assume there's no Deshaun Watson. Another team with needs a quarterback. And they they drafted the Stanford quarterback I like, right. Davis
1: Mills. But he's played three games.
0: Yeah, he's not a he's not a starting quarterback in the yeah. NFL. At least not yet. All right, that's all I have. Before I get into your bad, good and great, I okay. did have a bad I wanted to add. Okay. And it's the fact that Floyd Mayweather One of the biggest boxers ever. Yes. Is fighting Logan Paul, which my question first question to you, do you even know who Logan Paul is? I do not. He is a YouTuber, which is a job. The only thing I will get him give him credit for is Logan Paul has lost. He's I think oh one and one in his boxing career. Right. His brother Jake Paul, younger, again another YouTuber, is kind of basically wants to be Conor McGregor. He's won three fights. He beat a YouTuber who didn't box either. He beat Nate Robinson, a former NBA player that hadn't played in the NBA in, like, three or four years. Right. And then he beat Ben Askren, who is a UFC fighter, but, like, everybody, it was, like, well-known he was not a good actual, like, striker. Right. So, the fact that Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather are fighting, and Jake Paul takes Floyd Mayweather's hat. Like, he's a 10-year-old. They're having this face-off, and he goes, I got your hat. And that's what boxing is now. And Floyd Mayweather is getting $100 million for this fight just by stepping in the ring. How many times
1: has he come out of retirement?
0: I'm going to say at least three. (laughs) And he just always goes, no, I'm not fighting again. And the only thing Jake Paul said that I thought was kind of funny was... He said, I took his hat because he takes people's money because it's always boring fights, which is the only thing I thought, wow, that's actually, if, if Jake Paul fights an actual boxer and wins, I will then respect him. Right. But if you go three and O and you're bragging about being three and yeah. and the last guy he fought basically looked like us Like right. he looked like melted ice cream. Right. It's, it's not impressive. Yeah. Fight an actual boxer and then you can be a part of it and not, and you can call yourself the greatest in the world or whatever. Right. So that is, that is my bad. So I now give the floor to you. for your bad, you're good, and you're great. Okay.
1: My bad, again, because I'm positive. So my bad might be a good. It's hard to say. The Philadelphia Flyers become the first team in sports history to make the playoffs and miss the playoffs every other year for the last 10 years.
0: So we're going back to 2010. They make Correct. the Stanley Cup final. And every that is inconsistent consistency. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or consistent inconsistency, whichever way you want to say it. Again, that's, that's what I'm saying. Is it a bad? It could be. It could be a great. I would say it's great. Like, maybe not for you. But right. like, at least, you know, next year they're making the playoffs. <laughs> that's right.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: That is, that is a good bad because it's not bad. It's not good. It's not great. It's right. just somewhere in
1: between. Right. That's good. I like so that. That's that's my worst. Um, good. I'm going to go with Canada. Um, I haven't watched the games yet, so I would like to report back to you on Monday because I will watch those three games against the Czech Republic. I don't know who they played in the semis, and then Russia in the final.
0: Uh, Sweden, because that was a uh, part of... Uh, Sweden beat, and the United States is a juggernaut in this tournament. Right, they always normally, have the best teams. Yeah, yeah. Sweden, and it's a game that even if you... It's not the same watching the highlights. Watching that game, the crowd was so into it. Right. And, yeah, the U.S. just lost. And it's yeah. not like they were bad. It's just Sweden outplayed them. Right. And it was a team Canada beat, what,
1: 12? 12-1. Yeah.
0: And they were in the semifinal.
1: Right. Uh, and then my great's going to be, again, going back to Yankees and Astros, just great baseball to watch in early May that these games are very competitive very compelling as opposed to some of these other games that I watch where these sportscasters go off the rails talking about something that is so obscure and nothing to do with the game. It just makes me laugh sometimes.
0: It, didn't you say that was the ESPN game and it was like <laughs> yeah. a 7-4 game or something well, yeah, like that? Yeah, but
1: even before it was 7-4 or 7-3, yeah. it was like The game was close and they were still talking about silly stuff. It, I just found it funny. Like They were having fun, Yeah, but again... I don't know. To me, it was just kind of weird.
0: Wasn't that also Star Wars Day? Remember? Yes.
1: Yes. May the 4th. That so that the, was kind of part of the... Okay. So I'll give Yeah. I'll give them a little bit of that.
0: I guess maybe they don't... I, I don't know how you wouldn't realize the magnitude of a game like that. That would be my only, like, trying to defend them, is maybe they don't want to put too much stock in a game in May, but is that what you're kind of supposed to do yeah. as a broadcaster is make everyone feel like it's a playoff game
1: exactly like if if I'm not a fan of one of those teams cuz you're going to be invested anyway then are you just are you going to keep watching if they're being silly talking about something that's not related in a game i could see if it was 12-1 or you know a game yeah. like the in baseball um yeah i could get silly like that but yeah i just I just I couldn't believe they were doing that, but I guess maybe they probably got some direction from ESPN to say, "Hey, we we just bought Star Wars for a hundred billion dollars, so we need to talk about it a little bit here, even if you guys don't know anything about it."
0: Yeah, that was like the NBA doing the Marvel game. Like, it's just... Yeah, you said it wasn't very... No, it was was cool for, I'm going to say, two minutes. right? And then every time someone scored, there was something on the screen. And it was just, it was a little too much for me. Right. So
1: maybe that should have been my bad. then. (laughs) Yeah, it's just,
0: I understand you have these Disney properties and you want to promote them. Right. But you still also have to worry about... Because the only thing about that Marvel game is I wasn't listening to it. I was listening to something else. Uh, okay. so i don't know because i don't think i would have to hear like jeff van gundy and mark jackson go that was a good shot by steph curry but how about in avengers endgame when this and it just that right. they would they wouldn't really do that right right gotcha it's a little different uh so i think uh, unless you've got anything else no all no right. that was it all mm-hmm. right uh that wraps it up for this one we'll be back monday we'll actually have what i mean i feel like for not watching sports we right did over an hour there we go so we we kept entertained still, so now we'll yeah. we'll uh, have more from the weekend and uh besides that we'll see you next time